Hey y'all, this is Amuck, Madam Hexa, and Caitlin Case, and this is Trouble Comes in Three. This podcast discusses scandalous topics like communication and sexual health, along with kink, leather, and ethical non-monogamy. If you're under 18, please leave us and check out scarletteen.com. For those over 18, welcome, and let's get naughty. So today we're taking a bit of a turn for our content, not necessarily explicitly kinky today, but kind of falls under our lifestyle category. Yeah, definitely. And a little kinky. A little it's kinky. got a lot it of time. Yeah. Roots and kink, I suppose. Yeah, and it falls into like the LGBT part of our podcast, for sure. And I mean, anything can be a fetish, so... That's I mean, fair. I mean, we could talk about anything, and someone would be like, fuck yeah, I'm into that. I mean, there's a reason <laughs> I'm on a towel tonight, but... <laughs> I mean... You showed up to our date last night, and I almost Melted. fell off the couch. <laughs> Which isn't inspiring for this today's episode, is yes. it? Right. It, well, I mean, yeah. Paint, paint the picture. Paint the picture. Madam Hexa, booty shorts, knee-high socks. <laughs> Black Converse. With a giant, thick motorcycle between her legs. Yeah. <laughs> In the rain. In the rain. In the pouring In the rain. rain. It sounds uh, of Florida. A, a lot more risky than it should have been. Um, but uh, it, in my defense, it was not raining when I left. It just started raining immediately when I turned onto your street. Um, but It you just when you wet and ready for us. Like the tank girl cap on and everything. Yes. It was, it was, there was some hardcore tank girl action going oh, on. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. Um, but, you know... Uh, Mark and I both, we like uh, riding around with, uh, what is, how much did you buy? Kipik is what, 250, you said? What's your no, 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 So currently I ride a Harley 883 Super Low. Okay, that's right. So, yeah, it's great. My original bike, which we'll talk more in detail later, was a Yamaha V Star 250. I love it. So, in case you haven't guessed, the theme this evening is going to be like women <laughs> bikers. Yes. A little bit of like MC history, uh, women that have uh, contributed to motorcycle history. I think we're only talking about U.S. motorcycle history, though. Correct. Specific yeah, stuff. specifically U.S. stuff. That's where we are. So I think that uh, it's one of those categories, bikers, that is very male-dominated. Um, it's very macho, and we'll talk a little bit about like the machismo look and some of the issues we had with women trying to get into motorcycles, as well as like the imagery that goes with it, why some women are drawn to it, and why some women are actually repelled by the idea of being referred to as a biker. I've known some women that are like, oh, I'm not a biker, I just I ride a motorcycle. I was like, that's okay. by definition, <laughs> you're a biker. <laughs> right. <laughs> because you are a human that rides a motorcycle. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about that, I think. But I think we'll kick it off a little into like the history and iconic women in our world. Yes. So we're going to talk specifically female right uh so i came across a list of five and a half <laughs> yeah half. yeah there's a half. There's a half. um either individuals or pairs right. of women who were you know foundational they were important pioneers within the sport of riding motorcycles the first person people that i'm going to talk about are effie Hotchkiss and her mother Avis Hotchkiss. So 1950, Effie is a Wall Street banking clerk mm. who really wants to see America. She wants to you know, see all the sites and all of this all the way to San Francisco. Coast to coast kind yes. of. Yes. Uh, after her father died, she took the inheritance that her father had given her and with her mother's influence, decided to buy a motorcycle to do this, you know, cross-country trip. Uh, her mother then insisted on going. Oh, I'm well, sure. I mean, what's she going to do? She's a widow now. She might as well go. It's 1815. Widow. Not going to know what's going to happen to your poor single daughter as she rides across right. the country. It was purely for her daughter's safety. Right. Obviously. So. Also, how exciting. Right? <laughs> Road trip. So, they... Outfit her Harley Davidson with a sidecar and off the duo go across the US. And the sidecar, by the way, looks like a fucking carriage. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. That was a different. No, but I mean, the, think yes. of the timeline here. There's not the sidecar. I mean, sidecars today are so clunky, but they are not the sleek, modern looking. No. This one kind of looked like a canoe. <laughs> okay. 
It, it really it was a car. It could have been. Right. I don't know. Just uh, put some some seating fabric in right. the... <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, it was for mom. Yep. Mom was comfortable. That's all they needed. Yeah, true, true. So they drove across the U.S. and it took two months to make the journey from New York to California. Pretty good, I think. For pretty good time. Yeah. The equipment they were using. It was five thousand miles. They got there. They waddled their toes in the Pacific Ocean, then they hopped back on their bike. Oh, jeez, and turned right back and went home. There was no plan. We just wanted to get there. So they had left in like May, uh-huh. and they got back in October. Okay, like so. I guess that they would be there a, a little great bit vacation, in right? Right. I mean, what else do they have to I, do? I mean, I personally would not want to. Two month long road trip with my mother. No, but it could be fun. A cross country, no. a solo cross country bike trip is yeah. on my list of things to do. It's yeah. So well, you know, maybe I'll just go uh, Tampa to Seattle. Ooh, right. Ooh, right. I'll go right there anyway. I'll <laughs> drive your stuff up. Caravan. <laughs> uh, then in 1916, there is a pair of sisters. They are Augusta and Adeline Van Boren. B. U-R-E-N. Buren? Buren. I don't know. They're Americans, so I don't know. Buren? Um, Van Buren, maybe, in English? Uh, they are two socialites, basically. Nice. They're, they're upper-class uh, New Yorkers. They can trace their lineage back to the eighth president. It's the whole thing. It's very posh. Very hoity Well, in 1916, two important things were going on. One... U.S. House of Representatives rejects a proposal to allow women to vote. Talk off. No votes. Uh, they also are about to, the U.S. is also about to go into World War One. Back-to-back World War time. <laughs> <laughs> I say from the uh, wrong side of that war twice. That's fine. Right. Uh, so, I can say that because it was funny. <laughs> so the sisters are like 20. They want to be dispatch riders okay. in the military. Like, that's their goal. So, to prove that they were capable, they decided to take a trip from Brooklyn to L.A. All right. Decent. They rode two Indian power motorcycles. American-made, they yep. go, see? Yep. Being very patriotic in a time of war. Uh, they also rode in military-style riding uniforms. Mm-hmm. So they were committed to mm-hmm. this. They were like, I want to do this thing. So they overcame lots of obstacles that had never been done by women before, like the 14,000-foot Pikes Peak in Colorado Okay, um, had never been done by a woman before. And even though they finished their 3,300-mile quest successfully, their military applications were denied. Oh, too dainty, I guess. Yes. So... The sisters are technically regarded as the first women to ride solo across the America on two bikes. I gotcha. As Effie and her mom were on was one bike sidecar. with a sidecar. These two were two individual women trucking doing across. their thing. That's fine. Right. Next was Dorothy Dot Robinson. Yeah, girl. Uh, she, her father owned a sidecar business. Okay. And they originally were from Australia. Nice. There's a funny story where uh, her mother is pregnant with her, and dad races the like pregnant and laboring wife to the hospital via motorcycle via sidecar. Ah, <laughs> yes, she was literally born for this. Yes. yes. So when they came from Australia to the U.S., they opened up a dealership and a, a shop here. Did motorcycle, so she grew up around it. Yeah. Um, she did her first 100-mile endurance race in 1930. And then six years later, she decided to fuck the patriarchy. My favorite. <laughs> and compete in Michigan's 500-mile Jack Pine motorcycle, motorcycle run. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the equivalent of, like, the Daytona 500 okay. of the times. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. And a lot of people did not want her to ride. They fought yeah. adamantly that she should not be riding. It's like the first female um, marathon where they tried to pull her out of the race. Yep. So she not only entered it, but then she won. Oh, perfect. <laughs> came in first. <laughs> she was like, I'm just going to take it home. We good. That's the perfect fuck you of fuck yous. Right? right? Not only did I finish, but I came in fucking first. <laughs> yeah. I beat all of you. Uh, 
while being a proper fucking lady. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, I hope she got done and, like, powdered her nose. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Does anyone know? Did you powder her nose? You know. <laughs> Let or, us know. Lie to me. I don't care. I just want to visualize it. Right? Uh, she was also transformational in the history of women in motorcycles because she is one of the two individuals who started the motor maids, which Ooh. Madame Hexa is going to chat about. Wait, no. Yes. No. Yes. We're yes. just, just going to mention it because it's um, part it's of this history. Of it's part of history. Yeah. yeah. Like, so the motor maids were kind of like the first officially recognized and trademarked women's MC in the United States. So it's kind of like the big deal. You know what I mean? Um, Dot Robinson and... Uh, her counterpart Linda did work very closely with the founders of Harley Davidson in the early times to promote it to promote motorcycles to women. Mm-hmm. There were female riders, as we've been discussing. Um, these are not the only women at the time that were riding motorcycles, but typically speaking, the women that were riding motorcycles were seen as undignified. They were seen as unladylike. They were obviously all lesbian and obviously all man haters and very butch. And it wasn't. It wasn't an image that a lot of women at the time were comfortable embracing, even if they were interested in motorcycles as a sport or motor transportation or leisure. Decided that she wanted to create a group that was sort of like uh, the female pilot group that Amelia Earhart had put together in her time, but she wanted to do it for motorcycles. So it actually took a couple years to get enough women to say yes and commit and, and be a part of it. So Motor Maids was born and they originally had 51 members their first year. Um, but the important part of it was the image. They were pushing back really hard against the image of like the super butch lady Man biker. Lady mm-hmm. biker. Yeah. Um, they're my favorite, but it's fine. Uh, so she actually instituted like a uniform for the motor maids and it was like a pink riding suit with white gloves. And if you see them in like formal events and parades today, because motor maids are still a thing today, they will wear their pink suits and their white gloves in formal formal parades only. So they actually recently changed their uniform. Oh, did they? So a couple of years after the pink one mm-hmm. was established, they changed it mm-hmm. to where they were. It was a blue and silver. A blue and silver. Because uh, there were a lot of people who were not real thrilled about the pink thing. Right. Still had white gloves. The white gloves live on till today. But mm-hmm. they moved to a blue and silver and then they created the Motor Maids Incorporated logo that we're used to that looks like a shield. Because a lot of the women who were in it were dispatch riders right. or things like right. that. So they wanted to like tip the hat to the military service. Right. Recently, they've redone it again. Um, I forget the actual year. But they've changed it to uh, black pants, white shirt, and the white gloves. So I'll look like a server. Mm-hmm. That sounds terrible. But well, <laughs> the point is they, they've they pushed to try to be a little more inclusive over the decades. I lied. Black pants, blue shirt, white vest, white gloves. Still kind of looks like Still a server. Still looks like a server. But, you know, I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm not going to write it, but I don't want to be motivated. Right. Um, but, you know, that's the, the kind of thing is that there was kind of a push to over the decades for a more inclusive kind of feel. But originally they were founded to popularized like the feminine kind of biker and that was kind of their key role i think as well as being the first women's mc is kind of like allowing the image of society's impression of female bikers to kind of take on a different flavor that i hadn't had before yeah and it was also at that same time in gay culture you're dealing with the machine society Mm -hmm. which had a lot of that same like we're just like you we're just like you like let's not rock the boat let's not we just want to fit in right Mm -hmm. right um and that was really controversial for a lot of people because they didn't want to assimilate they didn't want to be but i am different i want to live my life that kind of thing but so the last of our historical uh badass ladies is bessie stringfield Uh, she was actually inducted into the hall of fame in 2002 well overdue i think significantly after only three years of riding her motorcycle, she became the first African-American woman to ride solo across the U.S. Think about that for a yep. minute. Bigotry. Racism. Sexism. And then you have, you know, weather and road conditions. As well. On top yes. of everything else, you have a motorcycle that you have to, like, sleep under. So she did this, but she not only 
did this as a black woman riding a motorcycle. She did this as a black 19-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. So she is young, traveling across the U.S. in a time that's not, no, not safe, safe by any stretch of imagination. For, for any of those demographics. Any, like, how many different things. So she ended up traveling all over the lower 48 states and served in World War II. That Pretty badass. Mm-hmm. She was a dispatch writer for the U.S. military. Once the war was done, she came back to America. She moved down to Miami, and she founded the Iron Horse Motorcycle Club. Uh, she would do appearances and events and the whole thing. And in 1990, she was actually posted as one of the heroes of Harley Davidson. Yes. Yeah, the MC she found is, is now defunct, no longer exists, and is not to be confused with the Iron Horseman. That is a very different, <laughs> yes, very different group. Um, so, but isn't it cool that she had that kind of impact? You know, right. that she really, she really made. I promise this is actually the last one. Uh, Vivian Bales. Okay. So this is a little bit later. Um, well, it's 1929, so it's not that much later than some of the others. Marginally later, but. Uh, Vivian Bales became the first, quote, cover girl for the Harley Davidson enthusiast. So she did a 5,000 mile solo trip across the country and then wrote an article. It was a two page article where she described her experience and what had happened, which was actually also published in that same episode or issue. So not only is she someone who was photographed as like a woman on a bike which i will say i'm not quite thrilled with the picture <laughs> because it's more wholesome than you think it's a lot yeah. wholesome it's her on a bike holding like a bouquet of flowers with a bonnet like what did she stop to pick them on the way <laughs> i mean maybe <laughs> again but that's I'm not gonna ride around with like a giant because no, these are like little, with the dog these are not little flowers these are like branches yeah. with flowers on them um, you know, they still had to make her look feminine and beautiful, so that's, that was the important right. part, because men won't buy the magazine if mm. she looks scary. <laughs> so along her trip, she made some really important stops, including Albany and Baltimore and Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's Was- what she had the flowers for. <laughs> yeah, Mr. President, <laughs> can I please move? They're a little battered from the ride. Right. Uh, but yeah, so she actually got to meet the president, nice. which was Herbert Hoover at the time, and she got to tour the White House, which is a whole like thing. The entire journey took 78 days. It was a hell of a long ride. <laughs> but it's I really loved the fact that she was not only the cover model, but she was also published. Yeah. Her own writing was yeah, published. Her journey, I think it was, I'm, I'm glad because I'm like, I would, I would have, if that wasn't the case, I'd be like, man, I'd love to have known her thoughts on those 78 days right. on a fucking motorcycle by myself. I will say, Harley has. From very early on in their history, history, they have promoted women and motorcycles, and not just sexy women looking cute on motorcycles. Even in like the nineteen tens, they had women featured as writers in their catalogs. Yes. So it wasn't super well known, but they have been. You know, they worked with motormaids later on. They have been very supportive of women writers for a long time. And they have a pretty extensive archive online as well. They do. So if you're interested in looking a lot of the stuff up or seeing the old photographs or maybe we haven't, we don't, we've not confirmed yet if like their old uh, magazines are digitized yet, but the online archive is quite extensive for Harley Davidson. So look it up. We'll drop in the show notes for you. Yeah. They actually have uh, an article right now about a couple of pioneering women that are Harley Davidson involved. Perfect. Literally on the very front page. Like when you go to HarleyDavidson.com, like. Nice. It's almost like they knew we were doing this episode. Yeah. It's it's on the museum's like front page. Perfect. It's great. Harley. Sponsor us, Harley. Right? <laughs> I think we might be a little too foul mouthed oh. for that. But, yeah. I mean, it's fine. Speaking so. of foul mouths. Speaking of foul mouths. Hi, Kitty. Hi, Hi. Kitty. Um, so I start to move more into kind of the present days of MCs and women in MCs. And probably, at least from my standpoint, as not someone who actively rides, one of the more well known MCs, Dykes on Bikes. 
Yeah. Um, and so they started out by chance in 1976 because a group of 20 or so bikers ended up gathering at the head of the San Francisco Pride Parade. Um, it grew into the late 80s and they found that they needed to become more structured because there was so much growth in how many people wanted to participate that they had to have a structure in place so they could continue to do Pride. Mm-hmm. Um, and out of that grew the Women's Motorcycle Contingent, or WMC. Um, their history goes all the way up until basically present day. They've been fighting for a lot of different things. Um, in 2003, they changed the name um, to reflect history, but they became San, Francis- San Francisco Dykes on Bikes Women's Motorcycle Contingent. Um, mouthful. Right, mouthful. Um, Dykes on Bikes had um, actually had to fight a lawsuit in order to trademark their name. Uh, for non-commercial use against the U.S. Patent Trademark uh, because Bastards. the office... Right. Um, and so they fought it for over five years, and they finally won it in 2008 because... Let's think for a minute. Right. Not legally trademarked. 2008. 2008. They started in uh, 1976. You know Why? Because Dyke was a profanity. Yep. Never mind that there's trademark names with bitches in it. Yes. But, right? But it's because it was gay. Right. Um, yeah. And then now Dyke's on Bikes is actually international. They have 16 chapters and they span as far as England, Australia, and even have a chapter in Iceland. Nice. Right. So like the one human that rides a motorcycle. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just I kidding. kidding. I fucking love like, Iceland. I fucking love Iceland. <laughs> they're like... How much did it cost season. to import a motorcycle? Oh my god, yeah. Oh, I don't even want to imagine. <laughs> also, like, how long is the riding season there? Three days. No. <laughs> I think the summer, I think it's got much like Sweden. Yeah, like, the summer yeah. is, like, long, like, 24 hours on yeah. that kind of thing. Like, yeah, I don't know if I want to be on the roads with, you know, people who haven't been sleeping well. Fuck out shades. I um, but shortly after Dykes on Bikes, um, the Sirens Women's MC a, came about in New York City. They're the oldest standing female MC in New York. They were first founded in 1986, um, and they have been a long-standing part of the Queen's Pride Parade. Uh, and then one of the more recent ones I was able to find was founded in 2008. They are the Fat Bottom Girls of Atlanta, and they are the only active lesbian MC in Atlanta. They focus on being trans-inclusive, lesbian-led, and woman-centered. I like that. Yes. That inclusivity has grown over the decades. Yes. Now, obviously, this is not a comprehensive list of women MCs in the world or in the U.S. It's definitely not. And, and riding clubs are a little different. Like, riding clubs are a little different than motorcycle clubs. Yeah. Motorcycle clubs tend to be, like, membership-based, mm-hmm. and there's usually, like fees and dues associated and obligations for like you know uh, involvement riding clubs tend to be more casual whether they're official or not um if you are in a if you are a woman and you're in a motorcycle club or riding group hey reach out to us we'd love to talk to you i think it'd be really fun to uh get to know you kind of expand the audience um I think that's a good thing to do. If you're in Florida, we might want to ride. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that's something, because uh, as we mentioned before, uh, Muck and I both ride motorcycles. Um, she now has a car as well. Um, <laughs> and it, kinda, it was kind of a necessity at that point. Yeah. yeah. Meta- so I rode full time, like... A couple of years, yeah? Five? Yeah. Yeah. Like five years. And then um, a couple of years ago, I moved out and I have two dogs. Right. And I hadn't, like, I moved into an apartment by myself. I didn't have a roommate. Right. So I needed, I call it my ATV. It's my animal transport vehicle. Yes, there you go. <laughs> uh, and then with my health stuff, some days riding the, cord, the, the bike is just and, yeah. not possible. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not quite to the, awful. like, I'm not to the point where I'm giving up my motorcycle yet. Right. Like, it's still very, like, I love it. I can still ride it regularly. But I didn't need to have a backup plan. So oh, I have absolutely. a cage, unfortunately. But it's a cute cage. I mean, my, my slave has a car. So mm-hmm. that technically I have a car. But my, <laughs> my only mode of transportation that is legally mine is my motorcycle. Yeah. It's kind of on three years, I think, now with no car. <laughs> Sometimes, though, like being in Florida, people always, like, people always message me on Instagram. They're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so jealous of your year-long season. Okay, first off, first off, you're wrong. Because it is so damn hot. You cannot ride from, like, 7 in the morning until, like, 10 o'clock at night. Cannot ride. You I've will melt. Lit- I've literally had the, 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 my tire melt. Into oh, the... 
and peel off. I went to Burt's Barracuda with Shake Train. The friggin' uh, kickstands were melting into the asphalt. We were only there for like an hour and a half. <laughs> like, that, we had... do not have a year-round riding season. You are wrong. I've had to we just don't my kickstand. My, the V-Stars kickstand is just kind of like a peg that comes out. It has yeah. a very, very tiny Little foot. foot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely had to dig that out of asphalt before because it melted into it. And the bike was stuck at a 45-degree angle into the like, oh, no. asphalt. Right. And not to mention the fucking rain. rain. From what? You think like May through like October, it rains every single day? Yeah. More like April. Yeah. Every single day. Yep. yep. And it's, thank you to global warming, this is not a, it's not know, three to four every day that I grew up with. No, it used to be like spot on. It's now for it's hours and it's like hefty thunderstorms as well. I don't know about you, but I do not want to be a little lightning rod on the highway. <laughs> and we live fairly, co- like in the grand scheme of things, we live fairly close to the coastline. Yep. Right. We are not, and we live in an old part of the city. Yeah. So means drainage it's a bowl yeah drainage is not real great around here my driveway i park my motorcycle in my driveway now because the street floods Mm -hmm. but like it's kind of a pain in the butt because i have a very small driveway so i have to do like this weird like 16 point turn to wiggle it out and turn it around (laughs) because it gets stuck because there's like the trees right there so i can't get over the roots i mean i guess i could but i'm not going to try (laughs) i am not that brave um but so yeah we don't have a year-round riding season no that we do have we, friends we ride with. We can year-round look at our bike and go, man, if it wasn't riding, <laughs> if it wasn't riding, I'd be riding. Look out into the storm like, man, you look so good out there. Right. <laughs> the awkward sunburns we get in Florida. Oh, my God. You know what I'm going to bring up, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing and I love it. I went riding with Flipknot and Shade Tree Surgeon and I'm a spooky bitch. Uh, I'm a goth and I, um, of course, had fishnets on under my t-shirt. I put sunscreen on. However, for the summer sun, the UV scale goes to 10 in Florida. It's always a 13. So there it goes. Um, Yeah. And I had fish net burns on my forearms for weeks. Yeah. I looked like a mermaid. A really pretty mermaid. Oh, God. I thought like a carp. (laughs) I regularly, especially when I was writing full time, I was always out. I get triangles. (laughs) Where? On my back. Oh, because the shirt comes oh, up. No. Because so I... So a little tramp stamp of sunburn, do you? Right, because, you know, I've got my shirt on. <laughs> but it rolls got, up. I have my jacket on, yeah. which I ride with a full-length jacket yes. all the time. She's better um, than I am. <laughs> I spent a lot of money on my tattoos, and I would hate to lose them. Right. But there are days that I'm like, I could wear a lighter jacket, because my jacket is so stinking hot. <laughs> I do have a denim jacket. I wear the denim jacket for summer, and I have a leather one for, like, the four days it's actually cold, or yeah. when I travel. Yeah. Um, but... The thing about the denim jacket is, like, because it's oversized and it's a man's jacket, when I ride, it inflates like a plane. Oh, no! So there's a lot, well, there's a lot of airflow, uh-huh. which is nice, but if you've been sitting at a red light, melting, marinating, and then you start scooting, all of your stink then circulates up through your you. down, and it's up through the helmet, and it's just like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God, do I stink that much? I literally carry, like, a perfume stick with me when I ride, because... I mean, that's fair. I could just smell like roadkill. It's terrible. Some guys are into it, but mostly it's like... Yeah, but I, you know, toss a book bag on it, Mm -hmm. head on out, and with a commute that can range anywhere from 45 minutes to... Two hours. Two hours. Oh, you smell right. On the regular. I didn't... I didn't smell too bad because I do ride with the jacket open, so like my boobs are screwed if I go down face first. But there's enough of them. There's a lot of them right. there. So. That's the airbag right there. Yeah, but uh, so I get these little triangle ones across my back. Let me tell you, they hurt so bad because it's just a constant every everything touches yeah. them. And even if I pull my shirt down, like I'm a curvier girl, right. It's going to roll. But regardless, roll. if you're leaning forward on a bike, it's going to come up. It's going to slide up, especially if you've got a back. Mm-hmm. The wind is hitting you. You're, yeah, you know, right. you're I, I, moving a lot. I and t- I can't constantly. Yeah, I tend to be do the Urkel thing, and I will tuck, try to tuck in my t-shirt into my pants. I look ridiculous when I'm on the bike. But you know what? I have had one instance where I was going to Brass Mug for a show. This was uh, a year ago before... Uh, COVID uh, quarantine and you could go places and do things. What? Um, I was going to go see a metal show, local metal bands, and I, you know, looked good, I thought. Um, but I had the crop top and I had like the fishnets underneath it, right? And I had a jacket, but it was it was open like you were wearing it because, again, it was like not hot enough 
to really wear the jacket, but it was breezy enough because it was like 10 o'clock at night or something like that. Um, didn't think about it. And then when I started riding, the crop top just like noodled up and was like, <laughs> became a scarf. So I'm, I'm riding open jacket just in the fish. It's everywhere. But I wore a bra. Okay. I wore a bra because I was like, I was a little concerned. I was like, because you know, like sometimes the fishnet shirt and the nipple oh. piercings are a little. Oh yeah. Yeah. I get nervous about it. Sometimes I'll put like literally put pasties on if I don't want to wear a bra, but I want to wear fishnets because yeah. the piercings make me nervous sometimes. Well, they're gonna fair. get jagged. But I thought, oh, I'll wear a bra today. But good, because I was like going down the highway <laughs> and looking at the officer like, hi, I'm I'm decent, I'm legal. My crop top is like swirling around my throat like a scarf. Oh my god. Yeah. So wardrobe malfunctions on motorcycles are a thing. And. Uh, we ride in high heels, though, too, don't we? We do ride in high heels. Because you're badass bitches, <laughs> and also that, it's hot as fuck. That is my Hulu uh, trump card right there. <laughs> but I will say, my heels, while they are four inches high, uh, without a platform, uh, they're also oil and water resistant. That's so, like, yeah, they're, they're bike They're boots. solid. They're, just... they're solid. Thank you, Doc Martin, for mm-hmm. making solid fucking yes. boots. Yes. I think uh, mine are, mine are like, I think mine is Milwaukee leather or something like that. My other yeah. ones are Milwaukee leather, yeah. but I need to get them, I need to actually get them resold because I wrote, them out. I wore them for, I wore them basically every single day for six yeah. years straight. I know that life. So they no, wore flat boots are worn out, but the high heels are hanging in there. <laughs> they're called my, they're, they're uh, the, <laughs> they think those are from Killstar, but those are actually, so they're not quite as sturdy, but they're called Winona Ryder. Ah, I love it. So I was like, oh, I have to. Yeah. 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 And I like them because you just pull them on. They're not like, you know, I don't have to lace them or anything mm-hmm. like that. Uh, not so great in the rain because mm-hmm. then they just become bowls. Yeah. yeah. But, um, <laughs> fine. Yep. Yep. You have you, you've been, you, so, you're afraid of motorcycles. You had so a bad experience. Did you? I, my entire dad's side of the family rides. Mm-hmm. And so it's like something I want to get over. Cause I eventually do want to be able to go out and ride with them when I make it back up to visit them. I'm sorry if you're um, ever listening to this for any reason. Ride with us. I mean, well, we yes, but, I mean, I will, I will ride with you I too. No, I was getting there. Um, it's because you don't so, like shade tree, isn't it? <laughs> I love <Just> shade tree. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't seen your nudes lately. Or ever, but <laughs> love you. Get on that, girl. I will next time I text him for the podcast. Um, <laughs> but, so, I had a love of motorcycles because I grew up, like, at pictures of me as a baby, like, sitting on my grandpa's motorcycle. My Actually, my mom's grand, my mom's dad, so my papa, uh, who passed last year, was like a daredevil rider Mm -hmm. um and he actually broke his collarbone four different times doing jumps and shit and so i had grew up having a love from it there's this little sorry a little of attention but there's this little like iron gold plated motorcycle that has like his uh riding name on it from the third time he broke his collarbone trying to do an evil knievel jump oh uh they got it for him while he was in the hospital um, and That's I so loved it. Sorry, loved you didn't that. make it. <laughs> I love that thing. And he had those. So he was. Um, he did a lot of his own photography. He like developed all the photographs himself. He had the dark room and everything. How was he taking photographs of himself? While no, of other writers. Oh, oh, oh all right. I was like, wow, that, that is a <laughs> But uh, <laughs> like the fusion rock. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, uh, <laughs> other, of other writers, and they, he had one of those little eyeglass things that you put it to your eyes, and you can look through the negatives. Okay. Um, and so yeah. we used to sit there and look through those all the time That's together fine. when I was little. So I loved motorcycles. I was one to ride one. My fast forward like eight years. My mom's then husband, who's a jackass. Uh, Got a crotch rocket. And so, back when you had commercial breaks on TV, and so you had some time to kill. Wait, did you not know what that was? No, no. Oh, I thought you said, what's that? No, I know what a crotch rocket is. Yeah. Um, Back when you actually had commercial breaks on TV and, like, time to do things. Oh, yeah. We were watching American Idol, and so I'm on the commercial breaks. Are you like, before Netflix was like, you still watching? Right. (laughs) Four hours, what the hell are you at? (laughs) Right. Um, How dare you? (laughs) At least wait until eight. Yeah, how dare you? Give me a whole work day. Yes. Uh, but then, so he's like, I'll take you around the block real quick on it. So I was like, okay. Well, the jackass, when I asked him to slow down, decided to speed up and like try to pry my hands off of him because I was squeezing him to death and I fell off the back. And then I So was, I have a sissy bar. Uh, 
<laughs> you can't fall off the back. I mean, you tip off the side, but yeah. you can't fall off the back. Yes. And so. she's not going to push you off if you're squeezing her. Right. No, I can I pretty much guarantee that. No, I know. But that, like, then instilled a great fear of all motorcycles for me. Um, and so while I'll, like... It's like my grandpa has tried to work me through it. Uh, he's like, well, just sit on it while it's running. I was like, that's fine, whatever. But I haven't it's when actually... It's moving, that's the problem. <laughs> right, and then so, like, I haven't actually ridden on one since then. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I want to get over, which luckily I have two great girlfriends. Right, um, we'll get you there. Right. And so I'm like, it's one of those things where, like, I have a love of bikes. It diminished for quite a few years, but since I was little, they've been a big part of my life. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, feel a little out of touch with a part of myself right but at the same time it never really was a part of me it was all just fantasies through past my mom used to ride that's awesome like and i have memories of being small right Mm -hmm. like under four based on the house that we were in at the time um and like being on the bike Mm -hmm. and things like that exciting yes and it was really exciting uh but she got rid of it Years later, I found out why, but it's because it was, she, she's not much taller than I am. She's about five, five-ish. Oh, look at that. I know, I know. She's quite tall for right. our family. <laughs> she is the tallest thing in our family besides Lily. Nice. Uh, but she couldn't reach the ground. Mm. So she, there's a whole backstory to that that I'll tell y'all later, but because she didn't feel confident or comfortable she couldn't control the bike yeah well well. if you get nervous you're done yeah Yeah. you have got to keep your cool that's the thing i think it would be you panic on a motorcycle 100 percent, you're going down and that's why she always really really like instilled especially because we are both short Mm -hmm. when i'm when i was getting a bike i needed to get something that i felt comfortable controlling and i needed to be able to touch the ground yes fuck what anyone says about your bike you've got to feel that you can control this thing as best you can i mean obviously you can't account for like random trucks but like right as right. far as like being in control of the the vehicle itself it's just like a car like don't get some, don't get a vehicle you can't handle right that, that's a safety she thing. didn't pick it an asshole did mm. no that's fair that's yeah that's fair um but yeah that was always i remember at that young age yeah. and then my entire life growing up i was like oh i really love motorcycles i'd yeah. love to get one <laughs> i don't remember where my fascination with them started i i remember being little and like seeing them and hearing them and they're just they're cool like you hear them coming and you, the people you see on motorcycles are powerful looking people i mean you know, they you are yeah okay, and them <laughs> sitting in front of me you know why do you get a motorcycle? Because you want to look cool. I mean, like, that's... Because you're a badass. You, at There's least a least part of it. Like, if you, if you sling your leg over a bike, you are instantly three times cooler than anybody else in the parking lot. Like, period. I don't care. Yeah. Like, if you have a grocery bag strapped to your back, you are already cooler instantly. I have literally brought home 10 or 15 grocery bags. Yeah. Plus two paneers, like, or saddlebags filled with groceries. Yep. And you know what? I'm still a one. I still the rope more. skills involved, and yes. two, I'm taking all this shit on a motorcycle. I was Try to tell me I'm not My, fucking uh, awesome. One saddlebag will hold uh, 20 pounds of potatoes. I learned. Uh, yes. <laughs> after going to Aldi, <laughs> two of them, I buy 10 pound bags of potatoes because I'm German, so we go through them at an exorbitant rate. But they fit in the saddlebags perfectly. Um, but kind of like Caitlin's story. Um, uh, my aunt, for whom I was a caregiver with my my grandmother, uh, for almost seven years or something. Um, she's a paraplegic. She's blind. She has a head injury. Um, she has use of her arms, but not not the rest of her body. Um, she w- was injured in a motorcycle accident. That's mm-hmm. what did it. I mean, she became paralyzed and blind and brain damaged in a motorcycle wreck. And she mm-hmm. was the backpack. She was not the rider. Yeah. Um, arguably, w- when I started riding, uh, it's way more terrifying being a passenger. You have absolutely no, no control. control. And yeah, I get antsy yeah. on the bike... I, even even partners that have bikes, I get antsy because I'm like, I, I want to drive. drive. <laughs> you um, need my backpack. So she was like this cautionary tale of like, you know, this is what can happen. Like death, obviously, yeah. death is one thing. Right. But like to live then decades with the ramifications of a choice yeah. and things like that. But you know what? I think the reason I didn't become totally petrified of them 
My aunt still loves motorcycles. Yes. She loves them. Like when I, I love about her Harley Davidson like, shirt. She, she has to say because it's sparkly. It's sparkly. And like, so it's like sequins. So she's blind, but she can feel the sequins. So she can feel the letters Harley Davidson. Yeah. And so she can, she can still feel connected to motorcycles in that way. And I remember as a child and she has a head injury. So she's quite childlike herself. And then she has like amnesia issues where she doesn't remember details mm-hmm. of things. Like her short term memory is okay, but her long term memory is yeah. kind of janked up. But when I was a child, we were out somewhere, and I don't know with the city we were in. I don't know if it was a bike fest or just happened to be a bunch of blokes rode in, and she obviously can hear the motorcycles very intensely because like her hearing is supersonic now. Um, and she was very excited about it. And one of the bikers, like an older gentleman, saw how excited she was and stopped our family on the sidewalk and said, "Would she like to rev the engine?" Aww. And yeah, I'm gonna tear up thinking about it. It's like so, you know, and it's just and. It, she was so excited, like tears coming down her face. And I, and I was a child at the time, but I distinctly remember that, you know, mm-hmm. and it's a neutral, you know, but yeah. when she pulled the throttle and it roared and it was just like, she could live for that moment. Yeah. Like, like for that moment, she could pretend. And when I got my bike, you know, I let, I let her rev my engine as mm-hmm. well. And when I would visit her, I always rev my engine three times really loudly to so that, to let her on there. And then when I'm leaving, that's kind of my goodbye to her is, is when so I leave cute. her house and stuff like that. So I think because she despite her her severe injuries and her life-changing consequences from being on a motorcycle her love of them kind mm-hmm. of made it like you know yeah that is something that can happen but if she can still love them i right. feel like i'll probably be okay it's definitely a risk aware situation yes, yes you absolutely. know we we all practice risk aware consensual mm-hmm. kink risk aware consensual life yes. yes i you know that also applies i do circus mm-hmm. i got severely injured mm-hmm. yep it was risk aware. I knew I could get hurt. Mm-hmm, I right. ride motorcycles. I know I could die. Yep. Yeah. I still ride motorcycles. Right. I will ride until I'm physically unable to. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. That's my that's my conviction to it. And also the biker look is just like it fits you very like the well. classic. Like we're thick talking like classic 1950s, 1960s biker look. You know, yeah. The leather, the jeans. Mm. You know what I mean? Like mm, the boots. Oh yeah. Kind of I like, Tom, like Tom of Finland sexy is kind mm. of what we're going for. I think uh, most of the time and. The leather that I grew up in in Germany was very much more biker themed. Mm-hmm. And you come from more like a military style leather. It's so American leather came from military, which was also motorcycle. Right. Because they came back, there was such a plethora of motorcycles post war. Yeah. You right. get them very cheap. Right. And so. And also, these here, people missed that camaraderie they, as well. Yeah, they missed the, the hierarchy and the camaraderie and things like that. And so. American leather and motorcycles grew up from a foundation that was very military. Big cousins. They grew up together. Big cousins. Yeah. They grew up together. Yeah. So, like, the look of it is, like, the motorcycle jacket, I think, is very, like, iconic. Oh, Especially, like, the looser kind of ones. I'm all about the boots. I love the boots. Oh, well, yeah. I'm always all about I mean, the boots. that's why I bought my boy those engineer boots. Yes! <laughs> they look so good, too. Oh, they look so good. I love them. I love a good boot. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah. I, I love, like, my whole leather problem of being, like, just femme enough to make it awkward in a gay leather situation. Right, right, exactly. Also applies to my motorcycle riding. Tell me. So, when I took my riding classes. Right. For the endorsement, you mean? For my endorsement, okay. yeah. Uh, to do my endorsement. Day one, you show up. We talk about, like, what's going on. They tell you what you need to have by day three, which is the first day of riding. Okay. Um, and I needed over-the-ankle boots. And I was like, shit, I don't have over-the-ankle shoes. Right. So I ended up looking for boots. And a lot of the boots I was finding were very – A, it was a very short term. I had – Two days. Mm-hmm. To I don't find have a lot of time to be picky. And right. I have child size feet. You very small yes. feet, right? Like, it's a size seven. It's pretty much the same as a child. Uh, so feet. trying to find <laughs> shoes that, one, were small enough for me. Right. And two, weren't hyper-masculine. Like, mm-hmm. super hideous. Because I, I think like a construction was, worker. <laughs> I found some gorgeous ones. Like I found a couple of pairs I would love like, to have my Sir and Alpha in. Oh right, right, but not like you. But but I wanted something girlier. I'm a go, damn it! I want something nice. But what I was finding was like if you were looking for like girl riding boots, yeah, most of them are not actually functional riding boots. They they're, are they're back. They're backpack they're, boots. They're for backpacks. Which, if you are unfamiliar, that is one of the 
terms used for somebody riding passenger passenger on a motorcycle. They were back. They're really sexy and everything, but they don't even have like they're not practical and they don't even have skid resistance. So what I'm hearing is I could get them. You could get them. You could get them. So like you know my red bottom boots. Yes. They're technically classified as a biker boot. But with that platform, I can't get under mm. my gear shift. Mm-hmm. That's fair. <laughs> so it is not meant for the rider. But the Winona Rider high heel motorcycle boots that I ride in, there's no platform. So Perfect. I can fit my toe under and I can shift my damn bike. Yeah, but you have to be aware point. as well, if you get the sexy cute ones, is you're going to be shifting your bike and you're going to fuck up that toe yeah. constantly. So that's why I like my bike boots. I don't necessarily wear it to like formal leather events, but if it's like a kink event, I'll wear them because again, then it's the motorcycle look I'm using. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I'm going to like a formal leather, like you know, a covering or a party or a collaring, I'm gonna wear my riding boots, mm-hmm. at my like horse riding boots, like the knee high boots that they they have not been scuffed, they have not been torn up by the gear shift, and they've been yeah weather worn and all. The that. right toe of one of my pairs of boots is completely shot between yeah. the motorcycle and kneeling in gravel. Oh, that's to right. Do, yes. to do that. To do boots. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, these are the risks we take. (laughs) It took a long time to find boots that were somewhat feminine. Like I didn't need pink and bells and whistles. I just wanted a little femininity in a boot. That's my preference. And it was hard to find something. It's very much geared towards a lot of the gear stuff. Is men ride, girls look pretty. Girls ride, girls ride alone. You're the passenger. You're not the rider. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I, I. have you ever encountered, like, if you go somewhere, like, whether you're at a gas station or you're on a trip, have you ever gotten shit, like, because you're a chick on a bike? Yes. Do you get honked at? I get honked at a lot. And I'm like, am I in your lane? What are you? Oh. So, I got, like, it's not, I get, it's honk. not a mean honk, but it's like, don't start with me. Right. So, I get honked at a lot. Yeah. I also get a lot of, like, which are kind of cute, especially if they are not being, like, intrusive about it. Yeah. But, like, 70-year-old guys they in the pickup trips yeah. that are, like, Get it, girl. Right. Get it, girl. Or like they just like they're looking at me, yeah, and I'm like nice. looking around, and they're like they give me the, the like, nod, the nod, the nod. Like, yes, yeah, girl. I get a lot of the old man nod. I'll be on a red light, and I'll be, I'll and, be, I'll be like, mm. and I'll be like, you know, like change my music or something because I attach my phone to my because my bike doesn't it's not it's stripped down. It doesn't have any like radio or anything like that. Right. I have a Harley Heritage, so it's a big bike, but it doesn't have like a fairing or anything like that. So like you know, if I'm on a red light, I'll be like, oh, skip that song because it's perched right there. I like I look over and they're like roll down their window and they're like yeah, <laughs> but I'm like thank you as long as you're nice like that's mainly I think they're complimenting oh there's a woman on, an attractive woman on a motorcycle but yeah. also they're probably really looking at the bike right they're yeah like, that's a nice bike I'm like thanks bro I know <laughs> <laughs> I went to <laughs> one of the first times I rode my motorcycle I think it might have been the very first time I rode my motorcycle up to see my guys I stopped at a gas station along the way because I didn't have a headset. At the time, mine had gotten broken. Right. But I needed directions to their house. Yeah, that's kind of the tricky bit. Um, And so, like, I stopped off because I needed gas. I wanted to grab a water. Dig deep from the 90s on memorizing directions. I did that a lot until I I was like, I can just buy a fucking mount. Why don't I just buy a fucking mount? (laughs) Yeah. Before that, I was like, all right, left turn on this road. (laughs) Yeah. So, I had this was years and years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I stopped at the gas station less than 15 minutes from their house. And I go in, and I'm like, don't do, la, 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 get my stuff. I come back out, and this, like, I don't know you. Like, there's no reason for you to talk to me. It's like, hey, baby, you need a man to drive that bike. And I was like, <laughs> fuck off, dude, bro. I'm going to drive it over your foot now. <laughs> uh, I said, uh, he's, I told him he's welcome to ride, bitch. Right? Otherwise, shut up. <laughs> and I like, got on back the, on my bike. Get and on like, the back, bitch. Took like, off. Uh, he was, yeah, no. But I do, I get that quite a bit, like, Oh, well, you... And also because you're small, too. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, I, I look like I'll shoot you in a parking lot most of the time. But then. you're small. I, I mean, honestly... You're t- yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you, you're tough looking. But... No. Your small stature. I'm tough looking because I'm on a motorcycle. Right. I am <laughs> See, not... The motorcycle tough, does If it. you... I will totally admit, I most probably look like a funny marshmallow <laughs> because my riding jacket is white. Oh, that's true. It's, it is. Yeah, it is. white. Yeah. I'm big. I look like the Stay puff. Marshmallow rider. That's why you're so delicious. <laughs> Maybe I'm toasty a little bit. I'm toasty. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so like, you know, I'm on a smaller bike and I do get a lot of people who like compliment it and are really excited about it. But then I also got to be like, oh, but you have a girl's bike. 
Mm. And I'm like, well, I'm a woman. Um, first off, so what is that? It's not an insult, right? First uh, off. Yes, it is a girl's bike. It's owned by a woman. So therefore, it, it is my bike. You are correct. I am a leather girl. Also right. correct on that mm-hmm. part. Um, but it's like because it's small. I'm like, but one, I'm small. One, <laughs> it's small, but it's it's a 883 super low. That is not the base. It's leaks about that 250 in size. Leaps and leaps and bounds for my my 250. Which even that one, like most of. The majority of the people who talk down about the size of my motorcycle are either A... Don't even own a motorcycle. Guys who don't own or ride. Yeah. Or have never owned or ride. fuck up. (laughs) Or um, guys who feel threatened by chicks on bikes. That have that like... I I bet you own a trike. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's off. that like girls, girls' place on a bike isn't to be yeah. riding it. A woman, woman should not be handling the bike. They should, you know. So especially the, because I am short, that does get mentioned a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's so short. And I'm like, it's perfect for me. So shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, like right. sorry, you have to duck to get into buildings, but like, <laughs> and it doesn't matter what size the bike is. Yeah, like if you're riding, especially in Florida. <laughs> Because um, driving here is treacherous. Yeah, smaller sometimes oh. better to get between so you don't get murdered. Yeah, Oof. like anybody who's on two wheels, I give props to. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've had a couple good experiences though. Like I did a solo trip to North Carolina like a year ago, maybe it was by now. Who knows? I was a friend of mine was like, I have a baby shower. I'm like, okay. This is like a road trip to me. It's an opportunity yes. to take this bad boy out for a nice long road trip by myself. So I took like a couple days. I made like a trip. Didn't you have the stuffy tied to the bike? I'll my back, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, the girls there um, gifted me a giant pink stuffed flamingo that I was my passenger for the whole way back. So Pinky uh, kept me safe the whole way. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah, so I look like a real badass bitch. <laughs> like toddler sized flamingo tied to my motorcycle. <laughs> And people on the way back were looking, they're like, they're like, ah, I was like, what are they laughing at? (laughs) Forgot about the flamingo. (laughs) He was also my excuse not to pick up that hitchhiker who was like, oh, I was like, oh, you see the back seat's taken. You can't do it. (laughs) Uh, But I was riding out and I was stopping in, I want to say, on the way back I stopped in Atlanta, but I think I stopped somewhere in South Carolina. And it was like, I'd have like another like six or seven hours the next day to get to the baby shower in time. But I was like, I need to just, I need to rest. I don't mm-hmm. make it, because I'm by myself. So mm-hmm. I don't want to ride more than like eight hours at a time. That's fair. For me, that's kind of my limit on like awareness and comfort. And if I have to get up the next day, do it again. Yeah. And also it was like fucking freezing. Yeah. Fucking freezing. Especially at like 90 miles an hour. But it was late and I was, I had like checked into my Airbnb and I was like, man, I just want to like, I just want to get, I just want to get a beer. I want to get some fucking food. So I left the Airbnb to like. Uh, I picked up some food and I ate it there at the like the little, it was like a subway or something. I don't yeah. know. So I ate yeah. there because I like I want to sit in a chair and eat yes. food. <laughs> and then I went to like oh I was like okay well, I'll I'll pull into Walgreens because it's like right on my way back and I'll get like a big forty ounce something because they sell beer at the pharmacies in America because good for you. <laughs> um, <laughs> we do some things right. Something's fine. Like oh I can get beer at the pharmacy. This is fantastic. <laughs> um, so I'm pulling into the parking lot and I'm exhausted and I fucking hit this hole and as I pulled into the parking lot and I laid out the whole oh. bike uh the heritage is a big boy it's about 800 pounds and I'm exhausted and I pulled in and this guy in a truck pulled in next to me I was like oh, oh my god. god and I'm like don't cry don't angry cry because he's gonna say something stupid like oh you need help little missy because I'm you know in the bumpkins yeah. right and I was like prepared myself um and you then, put that guard up right, right. i was like, ready i was ready to receive whatever stupidity was coming out of his mouth and shame on me as well because he was like oh girl he was like shit i hit that hole yesterday on my bike let me help you up and like just help my bike up and like didn't didn't say anything after that and i was like oh yeah i'm a bad human for judging you i'm so sorry like your truck is lifted so i had good reason right <laughs> get it so frequently that you brace yeah, you hope yeah. for but you brace you have right. to like statistically speaking he was gonna make a snide comment so it was very nice it was just a nice guy and he was like probably like in his early 30s and was like oh i literally hit the hole on my bike the other day let me out i was like well good i'm glad i'm not the only one right <laughs> can i buy you a beer in walgreens <laughs> so my 250 mm-hmm. loved that little yamaha um i had driven it about an hour out of town to go visit a friend of mine mm-hmm. 
and I'm leaving her place at like midnight mm-hmm. and I'm like, fuck the, the chain is messed up. It was a chain drive. My, okay. mine now is a belt drive, but that one was a chain drive I'd had, but I could feel that it wasn't. Yeah. You yeah. can tell. So I'm sitting in a Walmart parking lot because it's the only place in, out right. there out there that is lit mm-hmm. semi-monitored mm-hmm. and Weird enough that I could sit in the parking lot and work on my motorcycle. Because right. I kept a, for that bike, I kept a toolkit right. with me. Because yeah. little things needed mm-hmm. to get here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was fighting with the chain and the tire shifted a little bit. So the whole wheel shifted a little. I was like, God damn it. Because I wasn't strong enough to pick up the back Just end of the bike to yeah. hoist it up to like Wiggle and it. at the same time also adjust it at the time the tire back in because that's actually I was doing it and then it shifted and then I tried to do it but I cannot lift the motorcycle and shift it, and shift it because it was it's a two-man job I mean it was a 400 pound bike but again you're a small woman but I'm a small woman and it's late at night and it's dark so right. also doing all of this in the dark right mm-hmm. um and two guys like two bros Bro. Like the alarms in your head are going off. Like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, they go. rolled up beside me in a Jeep. Yeah, like, oh God. No. Sides down. Oh, no. Oh. Like, and I was like, like, oh God. And I'm just like, preparing it's late. yourself. It's, like, please don't. It's late. I'm frustrated. With this it's like, cold because it was winter time. Mm-hmm. So it was Florida cold. And I was just like, I'm, t- I'm miserable. All of this is miserable. And they're like, do you need some help? But it wasn't with that like, hey, you need right. some help. It was like, like legitimately, do you, do you require need help? assistance? And I was like, yes. Yes, actually Please. I do. I was Please. like, great. You stand here and hold the front end of the bike. You pick the back end of the bike up. And I'm going to adjust this. And then we're all going to set it down softly together while I turn it. Right. Yes. And yeah, no, I completely had the same like, oh shit. Like, yeah. this is about to be a thing. You know, and then you're like, well, no, I feel like an asshole. But in my defense, <laughs> you get it so often. 99 out of 100 times that would have gone the other direction. Well, right. I mean, like, it's not much of a comparison, but, like, even when I had my truck, I got the same shit. Oh, yeah, because the truck is the same thing. Oh, that's a men's vehicle. Well, because people think it's motorcycles, trucks, they're masculine. Yeah. Right. It's a vehicle. It's yeah, so the, first time I, so the first time I was changing the tire on my truck, granted, I got my truck as my first vehicle. I was, like, 17. Like, I get the same shit for that. And so I can only imagine it being so much worse on a motorcycle. There's nowhere to hide. I can't hide in my I can't roll the windows. I can't roll my windows and lock my door. I don't have any. Yeah. Right. Oh, my God. Although, one more more funny anecdote about, like, fun girl stuff being a biker. I had, like, was that, like, a Chipotle or something? I don't know. Getting lunch, whatever. I don't know. Stuff in my face, like usual. And I'd park my bike out there. And there were these little kids and, like, I guess the mom in the car and, I guess... Pops was like in Chipotle picking up their food and gonna bring mm-hmm. it out to them. And I come out with my bag or whatever and I walk up to the bike and I'm putting it in the saddlebag because I have those. <laughs> and the little the window's down for the children, and the little girl like looks at her brother and goes, See, I told you the lady's riding the bike. And Aww. I was like, Yeah. Like you told him, baby. And he was like, and it was like really cute. Like I love seeing little girls that are like, excited to see you yes. on a motorcycle. If I see them and I, I will rub my engine for them. Absolutely. They're like pointing and they're excited. It's just, I don't know. It's like, it's good to it's inspire encouragement. Them. Yeah. I love it. Cause so I wear a full face helmet. Right. And for the most part, I wear a tinted visor on it. So right. like you can't see my face. Can't see my at face. All. But dim titties. Um, dim titties are a thing, but jacket yeah. sitting down. It's hard. Yeah. It's sometimes hard to tell. Yeah. My gender when I'm seated on the motorcycle riding mm. into someplace. Yeah. But it's great when, like, little kids are really excited because there's a motorcycle. Uh-huh. And then, like, the chick. girl of... And then they take my helmet off and my, like, purple or the green hair or whatever long flowing hair falls out of it. And they're like, oh, oh my God. Mom, Dad, do you see the girl motorcycle? Yeah. Like, yes. yes. I li- Get excited, I li- baby. I live for these moments. I think when I first got the, my, my heritage, I was at a red light about to get on the highway. And I was thinking, I was like... Man, if little me could see me now, she'd be so damn excited. I have a picture from one of my old neighbors mm-hmm. from the last complex because uh, their daughter would park her tricycle oh, in the same like, spot as oh, my oh, bike. Oh, and I was like, oh my God, this is so wholesome because I knew whose it was. And I was like, yeah. oh, oh, yes, so sweetie, cute. share a spot with me. We Absolutely. can double up on yeah, the parking spot. So oh my gosh. 
gosh, I love that. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. And we've no. done, uh, just to kind of like, I think it's final thoughts, yeah? Are we at that time? Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. I was thinking um, ways to get involved nowadays. Riding groups and stuff like that real quick. Because we ride with some friends in Ybor City. We do. We do. Um, Dangerously. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was our only road. That's your road. That's your road. So, tree, please stop taking me down dirt roads. You know he took us on a dirt road that other time, too. It was fucking directions. <laughs> <laughs> we love you though <laughs> uh, it's always an adventure when we ride with him absolutely him flip the whole crew like it's, it's it's a lot of fun um so for me i was in a couple of facebook groups mm-hmm. uh i had to kind of test waters in a couple of them because yeah. i found that some of them are super like machismo not just machismo but like women should like women writers weren't really supported like and like gay like if you were queer oh, or a female or anything uh, you just like if you believed in like human rights <laughs> human dignity <laughs> uh there were a lot of and that's i think a lot of people think of when they think of Bikers. Riders and, yeah. and bikers people who yeah. identify as bikers specifically is mm-hmm. that you know there are all these like rough backwoods yeah rumbling oh gonna, i hate that yeah um we're not no. i am neither rough well i mean unless you ask me that's a different type of <laughs> i'm a different kind of rough <laughs> uh, and different kind of rough we only play in the backwoods when we're tying up and beating the kitten exactly. exactly uh but so it took a little while to find groups that i could stay in that felt comfortable um I didn't do a ton of group writing until we started writing together. Right. Just because I write all the time. I have a lot of, like... Yeah. And, and when I, you're a daily writer, it's a different feel, too. Because, like, when you when you ride your bike every day, like, whether it's, for, like, for commuting and stuff, to then be like, oh, you know what I should do on the weekend? Ride, ride my bike some more! And it's like, I, I'm into that shit because then it, it feels different. Because now, now it's fun. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that are like... Mm. It was more like I'm just very nervous about yeah. because I will a thousand percent admit um I was concerned about trying to go out riding with any of the groups mm-hmm. because I do not my find myself fitting into the like aesthetic of a biker chick okay and Are you talking so, about like the the Budweiser Harley Davidson girl kind of aesthetic, or more of like are we talking about like the angry butch lesbian? Aesthetic? No, the like I'm a badass. I'm really pretty. I ride my bike. I take no name. Like I mean, that's basically you. I mean, you are those things, but 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 I did not feel those that's things. Fair. That's different. That's different. I did. Gotcha. I did not feel those things. Gotcha. Um, and so I kind of avoided it. But I did find some friends who through that who rode and things like that. Then I did go out on stuff. And then we go riding with the group up in Ebor, mm-hmm. which is super fun. Yes. And, ra- <laughs> and random, like random. random. Sometimes yes. it's like so a, random. on a fucking night. Sometimes in the morning. Our, first, rides, right? our first ride yes. was uh, midnight, stands right? up at 1130, yep. which really ended up being stands up at midnight. Well, we had to get a pint first. I'm just kidding. We had a pint after the ride. We did not do that. That would be terrible. Because um, I was working late in Ebor that night. Mm-hmm. And then yep. um, I was like, hey. And so I'm a night owl. And I was like, if you're awake. I will be there in 20 minutes. <laughs> if you're awake uh, and you want to go riding, we're gonna, I don't know. We're just doing a big ass loop. I think we looped to like St. Pete or something. Yeah. We, we went down I-4 first. And you did the down. Skyway. We, yeah. went, we did, we yeah. did the, the Skyway loop. So it was. Yeah. I four to seventy five, yep. seventy five to seventy five to Bradenton. Yeah, catch two seventy five and take the Skyway back up. And then stopped in eat or stopped in St. Pete. What? Had a pint and then off. Did not have a pint. Did not St. have a pint. Definitely didn't do yeah. that. Uh, and then back home. Back home. Back home. Pretty much. Yeah, it was it was fun. It was good. It was fun. It was gorgeous. It was such a pretty night. Stars. Oh, that was great. actually like exactly a year ago. It yeah. was. The memory just came the up. The memory yeah. just came up. Yeah, I needed to get out for uh, personal reasons. But yeah, it was definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was, it was, it was perfect. But Nothing mm-hmm. like a little wind therapy for yes. you. Yeah. I think for me, my recommendation, if you want to get involved is try to connect with some people in the area. Yeah. Um, look for, I found the women writing groups or the queer writing groups because there are a couple of them yes um were better places for me personally to try to like connect with people to be bike friends 
Right, exactly. And if you're like someone who's just looking for a group to ride with, we're not talking about joining an MC or no, even a formal, or even a formal riding club. Um, those things you have to pursue with those individuals specifically, and that's a whole different. Everyone's got their own different standards and membership requirements and all that. But just like people that love motorcycles and want to go riding, and that's that's why you get together. Uh, I agree. If you can. Uh, I mean, right now there's like the pandemic and all the bars are closed, so you can't right. really. Nor very, I'd say go to a bar where you know bikers go. Yeah, and bikers that are not affiliated, like unaffiliated bikers go. Like people just have motorcycles, they like to ride, and I know it's hard. Like, so you can start a conversation. That's actually how I got involved with the folks at the Dirty Shame. Is nice. I went to the Shame, you know, like usually Wednesday nights after mm-hmm. I got whiskey done. Wednesday. Whiskey Wednesdays, yeah. I'd have a pint, I'd have a whiskey, and just hang out for like a couple hours and then toddle off. I was there one night, and a guy saw me come in because it was still winterish so I had like a, the leather vest on and the helmet and came in and he's like oh do you ride and I was like yeah he's like oh can I see your bike and I was like you know try to murder me in this alley <laughs> I am not unarmed sir please do not make me do this um but uh I had I had been going to the shame enough to like to to know the bartender but like we mm-hmm. weren't like close friends yet um and I was like you know this motherfucker and he's like yeah, yeah it's fine I said okay you come with me <laughs> Showed him the bike, and he told me about, they had, like, a Facebook group at the time, mm-hmm. and that's how I kind of got to know the folks there and stuff like that, and then at the time, it was so funny at the time, he was like, oh, yeah, and the bartender has a YouTube channel. I was like, okay, that's cool. I, like, <laughs> didn't look it up, didn't, right. I was, didn't <laughs> do <laughs> anything. I was just like, I was like, okay, I mean, like. And now I'm you're regularly on it. <laughs> now, now we're in the, now we're, we're on the YouTube channel sometimes. <laughs> so it was just kind of funny that, like, little, little happenings like that. But I agree. Facebook pages or Instagram, whatever groups you, meetup groups. I think meetup is still a thing, maybe. You know? I'm never on. Uh, yes. I used to. I, I've, I've had some success with that. Um, but there's no, like, accountability. But there's no accountability with, like, a Facebook group either, I guess. But you go and, you know, if it's not for you, just fucking leave. Mm-hmm. It'd be, like, not for me. Try a different group. And you yep. can, like you said, you can get a sense for the type of people that are in there. By scrolling through comments, by scrolling through posts, and get an idea. Like, if these are not your people, then you don't want to ride with them. Right. Because they're just not your people in general, you know? Yeah. So, find your niche, find your corner, and, uh, I mean, I don't want to, like, throw everybody on the bus here, but, like, if you're in the area, uh, mm-hmm. come, we'll ride yeah, with right. you. Right, you know, we'll, we'll ride with you. We, we like to do that kind of stuff, so, yeah. Yeah. Go get a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> so... Because I do want to get back into it. What I'm feeling is a follow-up episode after my first experience back on a bike. We should do that. Yeah. Oh, we should film that. We'll Shay get the GoPro. wants to film it. Yes. Shay Chi wants to, yeah. So. Yeah. Do you want to be on his bike or ours? Probably yours. Not that I don't love you, Shaytree. I just... She's like, I'm terrified. I'm terrified, and I'd feel more comfortable on my girlfriend's bike. Oh, you don't want to be on that gold wing? No! <laughs> I, can be the, I can be the duckies buddy, though. Yeah. I can, I'll sit on it to look pretty and pet the ducky, but then I'll get on your bike to ride. So, confession. Uh, while I have... A second seat mm-hmm. on my bike. I explicitly did not buy pegs because I wanted to be able to legally be like, "Oh, sorry, you can't, can't come do it." But that's fine. Kitty, you make me want to get pegs. Aww. Just put your legs on her shoulders. <laughs> I mean, it's about the same height. Come on. <laughs> maybe, but yes. So look for that sometime. Maybe. Oh, we should definitely. Yeah, we should. We should yeah, do that we together. Do that. That'll be fun. We'll, we'll do like fun. a cross episode. That'll be yeah, fun. That'll be love fun. That'll so. Be fun. So definitely go get a motorcycle, go have fun, and remember, trouble trouble comes in three, and get fucked. (laughs) Oh, that was a gentle one. Mm -hmm. We're dainty bikers.